What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is October 16th, 2021. It is a Saturday, and we're here to review AEW Dynamite, a really good show. It wasn't the only show today. We had Grapsity today, kicked all kinds of ass. Last night, we had a Rampage and a SmackDown uh, review that covered some head-to-head, but we're here to talk about Dynamite. Uh, we also dropped an interview with Juice Robinson of New Japan, who does not do a lot of interviews and does not have social media. So uh, listen to him scream about why he doesn't have social media, talking about how he doesn't need to promote that he eats a ham sandwich and goes to the gym. Uh, it made an awful lot of sense, actually. But uh, Alex Palowski is joining us, and you know I, I can segue from New Japan interview with Juice Robinson there into the fact that a personal favorite of yours, old Buddy Murphy, heading to New Japan, Alex. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in that kind of setting uh, because that guy can lay it in yeah. thick and stiff, and I can't wait oh, to see buddy. what he can do with, with guys who are like, yeah, absolutely, hit me as hard as you can. And Buddy Murphy, Buddy Bud Matt now going, uh, okay, bet, and then just just rocking some shit. If there's anything we like, it's people who can lay it in thick and stiff. It's true. Kind of like this beautiful podcast frame we have. Robert DeFelice has the night off. Uh, he'll be back. Don't worry. We didn't kill him off or anything like that. Leave a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube.com slash Fightful. I have a ton of interviews dropping over the next week. Juice Robinson yesterday. Uh, I've got Filthy Tom Lawler next week. I got a couple more. Uh, once they get in the can, I'll tell you what they are, but I got Marina Shafir, former NXT star, former MMA four horsewoman, uh, ahead of Bloodsport, got some bound for glory, uh, interviews. So keep it locked, check it out, thumbs up, subscribe. But if you want your question or statement read on the air here, donate a super chat. I'll get your question or statement read on the air. Alex, it's been a while since just you and I did a show together. Right? Yeah. We got the old tag team back together. No. They they broke they broke us up for no reason a couple of years ago. Yes. But at least we were able to remain friendly. They didn't have me like turn on you by stabbing you in the back or anything. Little does everybody know that Robert D. Felice is about to pop up. He's got his own entrance. He's the Adam <laughs> Cole. He's about to pop up. Oh man. Uh we got Mario Morales says, have a good show. I'll be watching Dynamite after the Dodger game. Well, hey, I hope the Dodgers lose terribly because they are not the Cincinnati Reds. But uh, my God, guys, get in those super chats. We got plenty to talk about. And let's start off with Malachi Black and Dante Martin. Boy, so first out of the gate, I got to say the scissor sweep was a little scary for me. But th there are a lot of high flyers that get a bad rap based on their, their pace and their style for not selling. Dante Martin ain't that, Alex. He was selling that leg, doing one-legged springboards. He's yeah. still got to use the high-flying offense because that's what he's got. What's he going to do? Strike with Malachi Black? Good luck, pal. Good, Yeah, we're, we're going to try that one. This match was everything it needed to be. I truly wish Malachi Black didn't hate me because his body of work in AEW has been phenomenal. It has been so good. It's a lot like Miro. He is who we thought he was, Alex. Um, yeah, he's everything that I that I everything I wanted him to be. Um, uh, in in on the main roster at least. Like I thought it was a kind of a cool like dark babyface run in NXT, but I thought they could have they could have just brought him up and immediately made him into this 
absolutely otherworldly figure of doom or something. I just thought, like, hey, you're going to dip into the whole well that you've created with The Undertaker for so long. They never really did that with him. And this just feels right. Um, and the th I loved the match. I thought the match was what a great story being told during it. Um, I, 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 and I loved, loved the finish. Um, and, and we'll talk, I'm sure about the post-match, uh, moment, but like the match itself, what, as you said, uh, Dante needed to sell the entire time for the match story yeah. to work. And he did. That's like, not only is it usually high flyers forget to do that kind of stuff because they need to be able to use their legs to do all of their moves. So they forget to like, oh, I should be injured while doing this because how would you actually do the move if you're injured? Well, that's the point. Dante couldn't do his stuff because his leg was injured and he played that part. And if he doesn't play the part that way, the match doesn't work because, because that's how it's got to be told. And I loved it. And you might not know it by watching tonight's UFC card, but most fights are fast paced. Like you don't have time to, to sell, so to speak. And right. uh, I, I like implementing that into, into things. Oscar Villanueva says, I would love Dante to join the house of black and become Malachi's protege. Oh buddy. I like what, what he's headed for right now, because when he loses after all that, that great work that we saw, and this is such a good match. And Alex, this is where AEW stands out above so many others. You see Dante Martin, you see Lee Moriarty, you see Daniel Garcia. I wouldn't put Wheeler Yuta in there tonight among these these guys. Where, uh, but but usually these guys are getting over by losing because you know bigger things are happening for them. 2.0 as well. You know, bigger things are going to happen for them. You saw in the saw it happen with Red Velvet. She emerged, she came out the other side a, a lot better. Um, and after this match, it's just a little subtle. Well, it wasn't subtle. It wasn't subtle at all. Malachi Black nodded at him, but it is a little thing. He showed that respect, and that carries something with the way that Malachi Black is booked. And I say it's a little thing, but it's not subtle because commentary mentioned it. And you do that. You do that. Leo Rush, on the other hand, is looking on disappointed. He's like, no, nah, you can do better. I love this this post-match. I thought this was excellent. Um, the, the finish of, of him trying to do, like you said, like a one-legged springboard off the top rope. And just like, like getting off and go like, I can't do anything off of this. I'm just going to try and land and do something. And and Black selling the ribs for moving, you know, away from him, and and Dante just keep, like not realizing he can snap off that kick like that. Like he doesn't need any wind up to do it, and he got kicked full on in the temple, yeah, and went down. And I love the moment of Black going <sighs> and just waiting for it and walking over to him and pinning him because the guy was knocked out. Like that was yes. it. But it was that moment of like, this little bastard almost got me. It was it was the Brett to one two three kid when one yeah. two three kid hit him with the arm drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Brett just looks off. It's like, okay, I I love it. And this Malachi Black was always capable of that. Oh yeah, always. So Mal Malachi Black, we talked about this a little bit. Like Malachi Black is selling an eye injury he got a year and a half ago in a different company. Like, like he's he's decided my entire career is one long through line, and I'm going to play all of those chapters. And that seems to be the case with much of AEW. I don't know if that's a concentrated effort on their part or or uh, 
Tony's part. Right. By the way, I'm trying trying to nail down an interview with Tony ahead of full gear. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um, like that's something I want to ask him. Like it seems like, I mean, quite frankly, they followed up on it more than WWE did. Right. By the 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 best thing about speaking of following up, the best thing about that little nod is it might be nothing except Malachi Black putting over the kid in a loss. Or it might lead to something really important a few months down the road. And the thing about it is I trust AEW completely to figure out which of those two things it is and then play it right down every note perfectly. Really, really like that. Uh, Cliff Beard says, put Damo in the House of Black, please. I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to see how his work is outside of WWE uh, and see like what kind of fit there is there. But later on, Leo Rush is with Dante. He's like, you got a new tag team partner. It's me. I'm very... That's not, not going to make Darius all that happy about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Darius, who's been sitting at home while his brother has been getting praised, but losing all the time. There's, there's so many moving parts here. And uh, you guys may have heard me mention this in some of my inter interviews in the past, but when I first met or spoke to Leo Rush, I was reporting on the heat he had, and I was reaching out to him. Things weren't swell between us. The way this guy has grown from interpersonal communication over the last year and a half, and the way that people talk about him backstage, again, he is what everybody like wanted him to be. Now, that being said, a lot of the reasons that he had heat in WWE were absolute bullshit. Some of them were, were, were understandable, but some of them were absolute bullshit. But this guy... When I would ask veterans, I'm like, oh, so so what's what is the like what's the deal with Leo Rush? And somebody, a respected veteran, said to me, he is exactly as good as he thinks he is. He knows how good he is, and it's difficult sometimes to give somebody advice when they are exactly as good as they say they are and they believe they are at talking, at wrestling, at, at cutting promos, at managing. So. Uh, it seems like he like he has matured an awful lot. And also, I had people telling me, like, well, when, when you're brought up the way that he was and the place that he was, constructive criticism doesn't always come across as constructive criticism. It seems like that's different now. I talk to people uh, in New Japan Strong who say that he is nothing short of wonderful to deal with. Heard he's doing great everywhere. I am so glad that he did not hang it up for good. He is too talented too talented to not have something like this. And I'm really excited to see it. Yeah. I, I, I've always loved Leo rush. Like he's, he is, he's too fast. He's too fast to be a human being. Like yes. just the way he, like, it's just, it's so crazy to me. And so I can't wait to see how much they let him do, uh, how much he wants to do as a wrestler. Um, but I, I think that there's, there's a wonderful story already being told here. Just, just in the look on Leo rush's face as uh, as Dante crumpled the canvas after that kick, like you've got to be kidding Tom, me. Tom Lawler told me in an interview we just filmed that the only person he's seen move like that is Rey Mysterio. And that's the person I've been comparing Leo to since I saw him in 2017 in his NXT debut match. And he did a certain cut when he changed directions. And I was like, how is that humanly possible? Yeah. How does he have a meniscus after that? Uh, he's spectacular. I can't wait to see what he does. Joey Bag of Donuts says, I always learn something on these shows. Great job. Hey, that's what I, I hope sets us apart. Uh, we we have uh, a lot of connections to give you guys exclusive news on these. 
Uh, so uh, we've got a backstage segment with Serena Deeb. And the highlight of it beyond that is CM Punk saying that Serena had a fantastic head of hair, Eloquent says. That is such a, a great, great spot. It, it feels uh, like they, they could have him say, you know, Serena and I have history. We, we Years ago, we were blah, yes. blah, blah. But they're not, they're, they've decided we're not going to do that. Yeah. But instead, Punk just slides that in because he's going to be damned if he doesn't get some reference to it in there. I think that would be um, a, a, a great like mixed tag, her and Punk against Cole and Britt in the future. Mm-hmm. Sure. If if Britt can't promo AJ Lee the fuck out of Wow, which no. I hope she does. I mean, um, but AJ AJ Lee's conscience should promo her the the fuck out of Wow. It did for Denise. There you go. <laughs> there you go, Denise. Said on our Wednesday show, I passed up working at WOW. Thunder Rosa heard about it and immediately hired her for Mission Pro Wrestling. So it worked out for her uh, very well. Uh, Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, Leo said his mental health is in a better spot in the last few years and it shows everyone deserves a healthy brain. Happy weekend, y'all. I talked to a promoter who actually mentioned that as well. They're like, AEW is a really good spot for him because if the guy needs to take a couple months off, they're going to let him take a couple months off. Mm -hmm. And that that's pretty incredible. Uh, Kari Fly, I, I'm making sure I pronounce her name right, says, I fake sleep so my kid would nap and fell asleep for real. I have no idea what happened tonight. But here I am, five bucks for sleepless wrestling moms. <laughs> oh, man. Fantastic. Uh, so Hikaru Shida uh, attacked Serena Deeb. Excited, you know, just excited for anything to continue with them. I, yeah. I like them. You knew they were, you knew they were going to play play this off into something uh, further down the line. Listen, more non-title feuds between fantastic women's wrestlers across the board, AEW, WWE, everywhere. But these two, yeah, let, let's let's just say best of five right now, and and spice it out. Like, I mean, like they're they're going to do a series of them. Let's make it a reason to do it. Like you, you have to beat her two out of three or whatever it is. Yeah, Zach Schimmel, longtime uh, supporter, dropping a big fifty dollars super chat. Thank, Thank you, you all so much for that. Thank you so much for that, Zach. Uh, he says this is for seeing a team I've not seen in years. This time though, Alex <laughs> is happy about wrestling. <laughs> subscribe for Sour Graps. Yeah, subscribe to Fightful Select for Sour Graps. Also over on Fightful Select, I dropped uh, some contract news. A contract offer made to somebody who has had looks from. AEW, WWE, ROH, Impact, and NWA uh, got multiple contract offers. And that ain't all the contract news I got coming up from like every company coming up soon. But to uh, finish up his super chat, he said, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SRS had this thought yesterday, and longtime supporters will know. Does your quality of life still confuse people? Oh man, that's a that's a promo I cut on Melissa a few years ago <laughs> when I was basically strong arming Jimmy into giving me a raise because I couldn't <laughs> afford good clothes for my promo. Uh, I'm doing all right now. I'll say that much. But yes, it would still confuse people. But thank you for that. Uh, check out the Fightful mixtape on Fightful Scraps because that is on there along with uh, Alex's Sour Graps Back in Black uh, mashup that, yep. that that exists as well. Inner Circle got back together, uh, popped back up, and you had Santana leading the promo, which I was so happy about, especially considering the geographic location. Uh, Daniel R. says, I really want LAX to go on their own. The best. And uh, the bean kicked in. Says AEW is fun, still watching the show, but man, AEW makes me feel so rewarded. Surprisingly, top team is nuclear. I didn't think they were. Well, that's their neck of the woods. Almost everybody in that venue probably knows who American top team is out there. That is their neck of the woods. MMA is huge out there. I really think the inner circle should have split up at double or nothing, Alex. Like, I don't need them together anymore. Well, here's the deal if they had split up at double or nothing, then the reunification now would mean something as opposed to we were we were too lazy to fly them all out here for every segment they did like you have a big faction yep you could break them apart like this is a weird thing like it's so this whole segment man i'm just i'm so i just want to see can i just watch ethan page and scorpio sky versus uh, proud and powerful can i just watch that match can we can we get rid of all the other crap and just do that or Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Can we do that? I don't need anybody else involved in this because I do not like any of them. I just want to see Ethan Page, who I still think is like one of the has one of the brightest futures in anybody in AEW. Top, I think he's top, amazing. Two top uh, AEW talent said he should be a singles guy from the jump. And and that ain't taking anything away from Scorpio Sky. No, no. Scorpio Sky also might be a singles guy, you know, down the road as well. Like, it's, it's like permanently. But I love the way they, they play off each other. I think they're, they can be best friends who both do single stuff and then occasionally tag together. They but can do that. He is, yeah. That, but they can do that. That's fine. I love uh, Santana Ortiz. And I really like Sammy. But I despise the inner circle. Like, that will tell you how I feel about the other members of the inner circle. Yes. Uh, like, I, I'm with you there. I, I'm just, I don't need the inner circle together anymore. I haven't needed it since Double or Nothing. They've barely been together. Uh, I'm sorry, that's a super chat for another time. But Ryan Sullivan says, I thought it was in Alex's contract that anyone he works for has to have bangs. Buddy, I got the best bangs of all time, and so can you when you use BlueChew.com code Fightful. That's a free one for you, Blue Chew. Aaron H says, props to the goat of Fightful Alex, though Righteous Reg and his love of Bush's baked beans is a close second. Yeah. 
Is it Bush's baked beans or Boston baked beans? Well, that was the joke. The that that he said Boston baked beans. Everyone thought he meant a can of yes. baked beans. Yes, I was gonna say uh, categorically different. Those two. So yeah, obviously they're setting up to continue the the inner circle deal. I, all right, okay. Like I'm I'm it. legitimately interested in what Paige Van Sant can do. Yes, in pro wrestling. But so far, all it is is. Um, like, you know, make, make throat slitting gestures and point at people. And then honestly, what I did love, she's, she's, I love that she, when people, uh, distract somebody by literally saying, I'm distracting you. Like she got up on the apron on, during rampage and said, I'm getting up on the air. I'm going to come in there. If you don't stop me, I'm going to come into that ring. And they had to stop her because she said it. <laughs> it's so elementary. Cliff Beard says, I love the crowds booing the hell out of Lambert so much. It's hard to hear what he's saying. Alex, what does Tony D think of Jericho? Listen, this guy, Chris Jericho, where the hell is he from? Winnipeg? What the hell is that? Like Antarctica? Forget about it. Like this guy, he can go home. But I do like the proud and powerful because I myself, Tony D, am proud and powerful. Every single show, I forget that you are a trained actor. <laughs> Every single show. Well, we got a title change on this show. The AAA Tag Team Champions are now held by Los Superanas, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> um, this is <laughs> so okay. So it was a masked, a a surprise masked team, and there were some people that didn't like that CM Punk brought up that he knew it was FTR. I loved that he brought up that he knew it was FTR because, duh. I love that he's just like, guys, this is obviously FTR, right? Yeah. I thought this is great. No, no, it's 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 fantastic because CM Punk uh doesn't have to play by some weird arbitrary rules. The commentators are stupid. Who Mason T Bar, who are they? We've never seen them before. No, no, these guys, these guys are off. They have the same like body types, the way they move. No, that's that's FTR. Um, yeah. and the thing about it is if they kept the masks on for the entire match and the ruse was supposed to continue forward into multiple episodes, then I could be okay with like you being upset that CM, po CM Punk spoiled the surprise. But the whole point was they were going to get unmasked like Scooby-Doo villains during the match and go like, if it wasn't for you meddling kids, we would have gotten away with it. They are the Scooby-Doo villains of AEW for sure too. Cause they hate, they hate the flips. They hate the fun. They don't like all that stuff. They are the crotchety old men. I love that punk's final exhibit when he was presenting to the judge, he was Jr. presenting to the judge. This is why I think they're F FTR. Well, look at them. They haven't done a single flip yet. Yes. And then JR was like, oh, you're right. Meanwhile, Cash Wheeler can do a smooth 450. Springboard oh, yeah. 450. Yeah, no problem. Cliff Beard says the most anti-Lucha team are now AAA champs. I love it. They are If they go to Mexico, oh, my God, it's they weird. are going to be so over by doing everything else. Like I want them to, to catch a springboard moonsault in midair with a punch. That's what I want. <laughs> Oscar Villanueva says FTR defending the AAA tag titles in Arena de Mex. I love it. And this also leads them. FTR is going to be like, well, why don't we get a shot at the other titles? Like, why, why is that not happening now? Their their gimmick is almost like that they're perpetu they perpetually got a chip on their shoulder. No matter what. 
like they always feel like they're not getting their just due. Right. And this is a great way to, to further that. Well, FTR believe they are legitimately the greatest tag team that has ever lived. And if they are ranked second, well, then they can't be the best best tag team in the yeah. world. And and that's that's a slight on us. And I love that they not like the match was base, basically Phoenix, Phoenix in particular, but Phoenix and Penta just running roughshod over them. But all you got to do is give old Dax a title belt and let him, let him go to work one shot during the during a like a moonsault, which was perfectly placed. Like the moon, like the moonsault where he just hit him as he was cra- going by. That was amazing. Get rid of the title belt. One, two, three. And now, as I said, like triple tri- tri- ah, like I can't wait to see them go. Like if they have to, like cut a promo, like. Uh, well, thank you, everybody. Here we are. Grassy, grassy ass, grassy ass, uh, grassy ass. Poor, not poor day nada. Like just them, like, like basically trying really hard to be respectful, but being really bad at Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Sawyer says, love everything about FTR and the very ugly AAA tag titles, best luchadors in the world. Oh, I can't wait for them to do a lucha rules match. <laughs> so we also had Britt Baker backstage uh, with Anna Jay, uh, and she just trashes Anna Jay. I love that as soon as Anna Jay threw a punch, Britt didn't like fall down and look up at her like, uh, mm-hmm. no, she swung and she yeah. was slugging it out. Now, originally I was like, oh, well, Anna Jay just lost to Penelope. Why are they setting this up? Well, they're setting it up for Rampage. And Chris says, do you know if Britt and Anna Jay will be from the Jericho Cruise? I think they're filming that tonight. I mean, I would assume they would tonight because they don't go back. Like Orlando isn't a two night thing next week. It's just the 23rd. So I think they're going to film rampage tonight for next week. So yeah, I think it'll be tonight because she will be on the, on the cruise. Kari fly says LMAO TK puts mask on people like or Stevie wonder. (laughs) Oh man, I, I, I and, and I like this, the Anna J thing because I, everyone loves Anna J, and this isn't like she's ranked number one in, in in the in the contendership. She just got into a brawl with Britt, and now we get to see Anna Anna J versus Britt. She can show what she can do. She's going to lose the match, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Good. Uh, I've been sent a shirt or a picture of a shirt that FTR have called "Fear the Rest Hold," which I love. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, Brent Lockman says, did not expect to see FTR cosplaying as the green bastard for Trailer Park Boys. Loved it, though. And Shot Kid 29 says, another great show. Feels like some big turns are closed. Punk's commentary may have been the highlight, especially no selling the luchadors. Like, we've heard Punk on commentary a few times so far. Tonight, I thought, was by far his best showing. By far. Yeah. Like, he's he's settling back into that groove and AEW getting more of their money's worth. Like you have punk on the show without having him on the show. Yeah. I mean the, the idea that you can kick off most episodes with, with his music playing and the crowd going absolutely ape shit for him. And then he goes and he just walks over to this thing and sits down. And then, then we at home get to enjoy him. Most of what I enjoy is the fact that he's not screeching in my ear. Like, like other people who do commentary. Yes. To me, if I'm AEW, I find a way throughout a taping to get Judas to play, to get uh-huh. Punk's music to play, Jungle Boy's music to play, uh, and and uh, Orange Cassidy's music to play. You, you you use the ones that you paid for, 
effectively. And plus, it's it's a live experience. Like even if it's not on the show, yep. send them home happy with something, et cetera, et cetera. MJF and Andrade are backstage, and they have a little bit of an interaction. What do you think of this? Uh, I I love I love the super frogs running away, and then MJF hugging them because he's genuinely happy for his stablemates. Yes. And then he's like, and I, the 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 obvious thing being like that, because I saw a lot of people online going, they're going to have to explain this. I don't understand what why are FTR working with Andrade? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I think they mentioned that they know each other from a different place that they work, and they are yeah. they are friends. But also, I love that that Andrade hates the Lucho Bros so much that he paid MJF to get him to allow him to use. Uh, FTR, which apparently are are clients of MJF, which I like. Yes, and and that was it. And and him, uh, MJF spelling it out. Okay, that's for one night only. Great, thank you. I'd like to be paid in cash and by check. Thank you very much. Gracias, <laughs> and I'll be leaving. I thought this is wonderful. Really dug this. Uh, turned it around, made some sense. Then we had, uh, well, actually, Jesus Garcia says Andrade versus MJF feud win. I don't think anytime soon. No, I, I, I mean, I, 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 do, I do like just the, the the implication of heels working together backstage mm-hmm. uh, because they're they're both villains. Like every, every, if you watch old, old cartoons where like people who like we would normally not like each other, but we both have to team up to take on Batman. And there's like a, a handshake agreement. But if anything goes wrong, they're starting to start pointing fingers. I think there's a lot of th- fun things that can be done there. I've been told that uh, Max Caster did a disrap on top dollar after the show can't wait i love it this stuff is so fun and harmless i i really love it uh mjf cut a promo after this in the ring he acted like he was coming out for the match and instead for for the match with darby by the way but instead you get sting coming out which uh, you know it's always good to see sting sometimes i forget he's on the roster that's okay but um MJF pushed Wardlow towards Sting. Sting hit him with a baseball bat, and MJF ran off. Like this is this is really good. It is it is long term building to Wardlow MJF, and to me, the longer you can convincingly keep MJF away from the title, the better because he he is going to have a run. But he's lost fairly recently. He doesn't wrestle a lot to get himself in the title picture, which is, which is clever. And he still contributes to the show. Daniel R says thoughts on Wardlow turning soon. And Brent Lockman says, as MJF and Wardlow run its course, MJF is perfect. I just want more from Wardlow at this point. That seems to be the, the discussion. Obviously sting is here to tide us over until, until the next Darby appearance, more than satisfactory sting rules. He's old. He's, he's familiar. He's doing his thing. This is fine, but Wardlow is the guy kind of waiting in the wings, and this will be his defining moment, his defining feud, and what determines where he goes in AEW. If he sinks, well, then he's probably going to crush some people on Dark. If he swims, he could be an eventual TNT champion, maybe top guy there. How you feeling about this? Um, I... I think they're slow rolling it more than I thought they would. I thought that M- it was MJF's plan that he knew Darby wasn't here. And if he said the the wrong, the wrong things about Darby too much, then Sting would come out 
And once he had Sting out there, then Spears would attack St Sting from behind and Spears and Wardlow would, would basically break Sting. And that would be the thing that gets Darby to agree to the match. I thought that they were going to do that. Like it was all part of MJF's master plan to get Sting to come out so they could attack Sting. Um, this then now, maybe next week, we get something like that with, 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 we have like a Sting versus MJF's choice or whatever. We could do that. But I, I really, really, really want Wardlow like breaking Sting to get Darby to agree to the match with MJF. It's just, it's right there and it would help put over both Wardlow and whoever wins that Darby and MJF match. And we know because it's AEW, whoever loses that Darby and, and MJF match is also going to be put over because they figure out a way to make people look good in losses. Yes, they do. And they don't do every match over and over again to where nobody gets over. Somebody gets over and somebody doesn't get over. Yeah. But nobody ends up like looking terrible right. as, as a result. And I have, I've had multiple super chats over the last couple of weeks that say, do you think we'll ever see another two-year storyline like we are at a Hangman page? Right here, we're seeing it right now. Wardlow and MJF, because not long after this, MJF started to disrespect Wardlow. Mm -hmm. Like we've seen those side eyes for a long time. Right. We've seen, we've seen this for a very, very long time, and it's going to unfold probably around the new year. I'd say probably around the time of Revolution would make a lot of sense. But uh, I, I can't wait to see how that one goes because it's going to be one of those that is satisfying. Uh, either it's going to be really satisfying and Wardlow will do really great or it won't live up to expectations and Wardlow will have to overcome that because MJF's doing his part so far. Sawyer says, speaking of commentary not being idiots, Shivani screaming about MJF is so great. <laughs> yes. Giovanni does hate him. I did. I did appreciate. And um, like last week when they were all wearing ski masks and, and, and beat up uh, Darby, but we all knew that's who it was. Yes. Why are they wearing ski masks? It was also MJF could have plausible deniability yes. during this promo, which yes. I thought was it, totally worth it. Totally plausible worth deniability it. goes a long way. Kari fly says um, MJF Darby and Tarzan uh, or jungle boy, pillar triple threat match i mean go go for all four of them like i think that is i think that is that now that that's been established that they are the mm -hmm. four pillars you got to do that match eventually and oh, yeah. AEW doesn't do a ton of matches like that mm. so the more that they do them i think um that adds a little bit Oxley beat the brakes off of wheeler yuda now uh, when this happened i thought you know um this didn't need to happen to Wheeler Yuta. It could have been anybody else. But there was a reason. Because there's almost always a reason in AEW. Always a reason in AEW. And that's what I love about it, Alex. So, Wheeler Yuta got the friggin' brakes beat off of him. Welcome to the show, kid. One of those. And then Orange Cassidy like shoots a little bit of a look. Well, the reason for that, Alex, as we would find out later... The brackets for the AEW World Title Eliminator. Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Danielson. Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston on one side. Well, the other side is 10 versus John Moxley. And, uh, buddy, John Moxley's winning that one. And then we got Powerhouse Hobbs versus Orange Cassidy. And Orange Cassidy is one of the most protected talents in AEW. 
So we are going to get Orange Cassidy, John Moxley, probably in this tournament as well. This was good stuff. It's a great way to just plant the seed, Alex. Um, I I love uh, that they they mentioned um, they mentioned uh, the the end of that um, the, the, the 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 ladder match last week with Mox being the last one to lose. But he's not in a good he's not in a good mood. Like he was up on that thing and he and he fell off the ladder. He's pissed now. And a, a switch has flipped, and now he's just not—he's not screwing around anymore. Like you—you you booked me in a match with this. I, I wanted a, a promo because I just love his unhinged promos, but you didn't need it. Um, him, him coming down—I don't get paid by the hour. You booked me in this stupid match with this kid who's named after Wheels. Fine, and he destroys him, and he walks away. He's—he doesn't—he doesn't like nobody raises his hand. He doesn't care. I get—do I get my—do I get my winnings check, please? And he leaves. That's all he's there for. Um, and Orange Cassidy with with because Orange Cassidy always takes his time, but he took his time. And Wheeler Yuta also sold having his brains beat in. Oh, really, sold. really well to to the so, point where I had people in the venue saying Wheeler's hurt. Yeah, um, I I, uh, I had to be like, oh, they're playing it up on TV. <laughs> yeah, um, I love uh, um, the the Moxley uh, versus Orange Cassidy. They're slow playing it to the second round. Um, uh, the, the, the bracket itself, uh, has some really great stuff on, um, uh, on the low, lower half of the bracket, the upper half of the bracket confounds me. I do not know why number by 10 of the dark order is in this tournament. I do not know why Dustin Rhodes is in this tournament. Why isn't Adam Cole in this tournament? Like if, if, if this should be the best people you have all fighting each other for a shot at the title, I don't understand why 10 and Dustin Rhodes are in the tournament to have foregone conclusion losses. We sh- you have too many good talents in AEW. Like the, when you say Moxley is obviously winning that match, AEW shouldn't be putting out tournaments where it looks like a buy for somebody. Yes, they, they shouldn't, shouldn't do that. They should have Mox- if Moxley wins this match. We all think he is, but if he wins this match, he would face... Orange Cassidy, if Orange Cassidy beats Will Hobbs. That's the kind of thing we should be able to talk about, as opposed to, well, obviously this guy's yeah. winning, and obviously this guy's winning. We shouldn't be doing that. They should; Those two guys specifically should not be in the bracket. I agree. I think Powerhouse Hobbs is okay to put in the bracket. Yeah, sure. No, he's fine in the bracket, because I want to see Orange Cassidy versus Will Hobbs. That's going to be a great match. And also, but yeah, I, I, Archer and Kingston's interesting, but I, I look at that and I'm like, okay, Hobbs and Hobbs and Kingston would have made a lot of sense to me. Um, Dustin Rhodes and Brian Danielson. That'll be fun. We know Dustin Rhodes isn't winning that. Right. And, um, I, and I want to see Brian Danielson versus either Lance Archer or Eddie Kingston. And I don't know who they're going to, who they're going to pick to face Brian Danielson. And I want to see him. I want to see him face Dustin Rhodes. Honestly. Well, like, sure. Sure. I'm excited to see that. Rob Wilkins says, I want MJF to choose either RoboCop or Shockmaster to be Sting's opponent if they go that route. <laughs> Cliff Beard says, the mock Judah match and the reaction afterward uh, from OC makes more sense now if they face each other in the second round. Comic Critical says, Mox is turning heel, and I'm so here for it. Oh, we a heel Moxley. That could be something. Yeah, that if, could be something. Yeah, Mox. Moxley has, has been very, he's been treading down the dark path 
and and him versus versus Hangman, especially because they establish a history with him being knocked off the ladder by Hangman. Yeah, that that him be, he gets knocked down that dark path by that moment, and then he comes for Hangman later. That's amazing. The other thing that that, uh, that people are mentioning in the chat here is very true. Like Black, why isn't Black in the tournament? Like the kayfabe yes. reason, why isn't he in the tournament? Pac, maybe Pac should be in the tournament or Andrade. But how about Miro? Like Miro should be in this tournament. And he had an amazing pre-tape promo where he was talking to his God who has forsaken him and how he's like, you do, if you do not help me, you are going to have me as an enemy. And you do, he was swearing that he would become God's enemy if God did not make him a champion again. How you gave me a body made of granite and a neck made of sand. What is that? Like uh, I'm, I'm so in love with this guy. He needs to be in this tournament. There's no reason why he's not. Well, Daniel R says maybe unreasonable was hoping more from the bracket. You're not unreasonable. I mean, I yeah, not unreasonable. Wrestle Riot says so. Tony spoiled the whole tournament. I mean, not if you're not out there looking at pictures of his notebook on the internet. Which shocker, most people aren't. <laughs> most people aren't. Jay Blood says, so we are getting mocked, Danielson, in the finals. The brackets make this more obvious than Tony's notebook. Um, cool. <laughs> I mean, complain about it? He, heel Moxley, with absolutely zero fucks left to give, wanting to put Danielson in the ground for real as a shoot versus the Danielson we saw tonight and the Danielson we saw last night. Like, you can sign me up for... 10 of those. Like, you know what I like? There are so many matches in AEW that have been done many times in WWE, but it's not the same match. No. And if you want if you want a good example, look at the trash fire that was Tay Conti and Santana Garrett yeah, yeah. in NXT and look how it is now. Look how it is now when you play to these two women's strengths instead of the cookie cutter stuff that you you want to get in there. Right. Yeah, man, a- Ambrose versus Daniel Bryan is in no Still way, good. shape, or form. Is in no way, shape, or form Moxley versus Danielson. And that, and that's not. I'm like, I'm not taking anything away from Ambrose and Bryan or Daniel Bryan. That was good too. Sure. But yeah. Chris Rain says that Miro promo was so amazing. I I feel like and and Cornman three sixteen says I feel like Miro is the one to eventually take the title off Hangman, which is probably why he isn't featured in the tournament. I wouldn't doubt it, but I think that sort of Miro may have worked himself into a shoot. I've said this before. He's so good at those 30-second minute promos that they rely on that for him. Yeah, and and they could have easily put something in the promo about I'm 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 going home to my wife now, but I will be back. Like something like that. And then when he comes back, like that's where he went. But this is like he's like, I can't go home to her, he said in the promo. Got some more super chats. Kari Fly says, Heel Moxley versus Hangman for the title. Banger. Jay Blood says, Loved Mox wrecking Yuta. It was treated seriously. A company that doesn't let enough moments breathe did by showing Cassidy see that what Mox did. They are getting yeah. better at that. And fortunately, they're getting better at that. Um, it's just, uh, it's it's something they had to work on. And it seems like they they finally are. And Good. And I had some, I had somebody say, "Oh no, Brian versus Ambrose wasn't good." Well, not the, the like seven times they did a DQ because 
I covered it. I remember um, on like SmackDown, they did a DQ. And then I was at a live event where they did a DQ. But they had a match on Raw, I feel like, in 2013 that I thought was pretty damn good. Uh, they had they had two of them because, you know, it's WWE. They got to at least two of them that I thought were pretty, pretty damn good. What else we got here? Kari says, Suzuki versus Brian versus Heel Mox. Want to see a dead body? <laughs> I want, if you watch, the, if you run that match, you're going to see two dead bodies because only one of them's coming out of that match alive. Well, if you don't want your penis to look like a dead body, use Manscaped. Use the code Fightful. Their fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Fightful. Have you smelled that beautiful body wash? Well, you know what? Alex is going to because they're going to send him some of it very soon. Uh, myself too. So we will report back. But I've been told it's fantastic. You and your boys will be oh so fresh and clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash. And you know what? You're not going to look like your wiener's been through an exploding barbed wire death match. Actually, it might look like it was through AEW's. Safe. No explosions, nothing like that. Because of their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, their weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, their crop preserver ball deodorant, the, the crop reviver toner, the performance boxer briefs, the travel bag to hold your goodies. That trimmer is badass. It's got the skin safe technology so you don't bust open your ball sack. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor, multifunction on off switch, travel lock, and a 4,000K LED spotlight. You know the drill. They got that 9,000 RPM motor with the weed whacker. You don't want nose hairs, ears hair, all, all that crap. And they got those great liquid formulations too, plus the body wash. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped. Hit them up at manscaped on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us do we even have the thing yeah there we go look at that manscape.com code fightful i should have thrown that up there earlier it is actually a condition in my new contract i'm sorry jimmy <laughs> but there we are Stu Plexer says love tonight's show but how do you not have pack andrade block black miro in the eliminator tournament i need you guys to uh i get you need guys in there to lose but you also need some real world title challengers Every one of these guys should be pissed off they're not in it. Mm -hmm. That should be a story crutch, Alex. Yeah, and I, I would I would personally want want to know the qual the, the qualifications for being in said tournament. Yes. What 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 how was how was the tournament chosen? Like these bracketologists who are who's on the who's on the the selection committee who picks like did did Dustin Rhodes win one of those crazy like lower conferences like he was somehow he was like nine and twenty two during the regular season but put together three or four consecutive victories in the in the in the conference tournament and he's got to get in I guess just just tell me some of it was a random draw for the love of God like if if that's what you got to do it doesn't it's better than not explaining it at all. Bam says, what if Mox wins the tournament in the main event of full gear? He attacks Hangman because he needs to be the one to beat Kenny for the one year. Uh, I, I, you can't get, you can't 
avoid the slam dunk of Hangman Page. And let's talk about the slam dunk of Hangman Page. Daniel R. says, I critique a lot, but Page's promo was near perfect. J-Blood says, my God, Hangman Page. Cowboy shit mission, mission statement was so human and so him. Great to save the venom for Kenny and the face-to-face to come. It helps when your audience wants everything that's out there to succeed, but yeah. it helps when you're when you can actually cut babyface promos. And there everybody knew why he was gone. Tony Khan told me on the record, I mean, it was rumored he was gone to for the birth of his child, but there, there's a certain level of charm Alex applied because over the last few years, especially in WWE, we've seen a lot more family-based storylines. Like everything Goldberg does is about his damn family. Everything. And for some people, they can relate to that. But everybody knew what Hangman Page gave up in order to be at home with his child. Yeah. They knew what he passed on. He passed on the biggest moment, maybe in AEW history, because we didn't know about Brian, we didn't know about Cole. Uh, and at the time, Punk hadn't debuted yet. He passed on that, and he said, I got to be home with my kid. I got to be home with my wife. And there is a, just a remarkable amount of charm to that. That is a babyface move if I've ever seen it. And he said as much. He's like, cowboy shit is taking some time off, being with your kid. God, this was good. This was such a great babyface promo. It was um it was it was near perfect. Um uh, I think uh Hangman uh has kind of been able to the luxury of being able to 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 rest on his laurels of being just super over with the crowd and whatever he does they're going to eat up. And B, he played that character of the lovable drunk so well for so many months. Um and this was the first time I really thought that I was watching Adam and not Hangman. And it was really cool to watch that whole thing where he, like, what a wonderful story he built from the beginning. Like saying, like saying, I was, I'm going to beat Jericho. I'm going to be the first champion. And I failed at that. And, and you could tell, like, he was remembering, feeling the failure in that moment. And, like, the whole promo, like, le- le- the, all the stories, like, talking about how that moment where he said, I put not only my title shot on the line, but the title shot of all my friends, the people who, who had my back when nobody else did, I put their title shot on the line, and I failed them as much as I failed myself. Like all these chapters of his story he told in this promo without being way too obvious about it. And then he gets to the end. He says, now you all believe in me and I believe in myself for the first time too. Like, and how, how just down to earth and real it felt like it was honestly, it was, it was really profound. Like, cause I, I felt like I've been watching hangman for a year and I love hangman. And he was able, he was Adam talking about cowboy shit. And what that means to him, not Hangman's cowboy shit, but Ang- but Adam's cowboy shit. Like that feels real to me. And like I, like I love how they've perfectly handled this character for through this entire time. And they're going to pay it off in the only way they can. Perfectly. It just so good. Chris says the part about going home for his kid's birth is what really got me. Tops it off with you still believe in me. Wonderful. It was such a perfect, perfect babyface promo. And 
quite frankly, an era where it ain't easy to cut babyface promos. Sawyer says for a second, I thought the crowd wasn't into Paige's promo because there were some awkward silences. Then I realized it was reverence. They wanted to listen. That's right. We wanted to hear from him. We wanted to know what the man had to say. Not only that, we had to wait like an extra three or four days this time after he came back to find out what he was going to say. And it, it, it was so good. It was so good. Valab says, just want to say Hangman is still not confident enough to say he'll be champion. I want him to have a little bit of that doubt. And then yeah. like in the week ahead or so, I wanted to be like, no, I can do this shit. And then we got Dark Order backstage and they're, they're mentioning this too. Um, there's they, they lead into their match with the Super Click. It, to me, it's got to end with them hoisting up Hangman yeah. Page. Them helping him, just keeping, keeping the elite away and them hoisting him up at the show named after him. Yes. Jesus, man. Like we see it coming from a mile away, and I just know it's still going to be good. And Doug Kahn says, Is Hangman the one who kicks out of the one winged angel? He's got to be. To me, yeah. I don't, to me, here's, here's why you protect a move so long. Yes. That way, when somebody finally kicks out of it, it's a big deal. Now, that being said, if somebody kicks out of the end of days next week on SmackDown, I'm going to go, that's stupid. You build to it. You build to it. Everybody who watches Baron Corbin on SmackDown knows nobody's kicked out of that finish. Mm -hmm. So when he gets a big push, and eventually somebody who may be perceived as less than him by a little bit, they're brought up to that level. This brings Hangman up to the level and then beyond it, I think. Uh, I will tell you this. If Hangman doesn't kick out of the one-winged angel, nobody should. Yeah. Like, like ever. Like, like it, it, basically, like, like Kenny doesn't hit it. Either Kenny hits it and it gets kicked out of, or Kenny hits it and he got it gets a foot on the or, ropes, or he never hits it. Or hear me out. Hear me out. Bray Wyatt debuts as the Fiend, gets hit with five of them, and gets pinned, and then he sits up. Yeah, you're right. That's a really good idea. I think, we should, I think we should do that. <laughs> story is why AEW's fans have faith in them. Absolutely. It's true. Absolutely. They they are developing goodwill by paying this off. Uh, so the, the Anna J. Britt Baker match, uh, we, we already read that super chat to Luis, but um, we've got a bunch of uh, super chats about the bracket still. Cliff Beard says, Suzuki should have been the world title eliminator against OC. Since they couldn't have that match last year, the show with Janela was going to put on. Well, I think, out of respect to Janela, they should probably yeah. save that for Janela's yeah, show. That it. was that was a big match that was supposed to be announced for him. And yeah, Curry Fly says Arn got the Glock out to get Dustin in the tourney. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about this Cody segment. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Arn's going full AWA 1970s training, like where you got Billy Robinson and Vern Gagne making people run like 600 miles before they do their 500 Hindu squats, before they do Iron Man stuff. Oh, and then he's cutting a promo at him. He's like, Malachi Black deserves what he's going to get. I This is so like, this is, very old school, like, but, but modern sort of like red velvet being like, Cody, you're a 
bitch. <laughs> I dig this. This is this is good stuff to me. I I liked um, him showing him the photo of 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 the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, yes. and uh, and an Arn Anderson saying, "Do you think any any of the kids in the audience that night were upset because I got thirty stitches in my head? No, because I had it coming. I never thought I'd say that, but I had it coming that night. And Malachi Black has it coming too. Oh, um, I'm 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 interested in this only so far as Cody still gets his ass kicked next week." <laughs> yeah. Because because you, you've you've built up like tonight's match, Malachi versus Dante, showed we have a whole story to tell of Malachi outside of the realm of, of this thing he's been involved in since he got here. I, I we didn't I, I wasn't on the show, we didn't talk about it, but um the there was a rampage promo that he cut after he after he beat uh Cody the last time. Where he said, um, uh, uh, "Nightmare family, I've grown tired of you. I- I'm done with you. Like I've grown. I've." He said, "I've grown weary of you all, yeah. and I'm moving on." And I thought that's the best thing I've ever because I hate feuds that go on forever. He proved what he needed to prove. This match next week doesn't prove anything because even if Cody beats him, well, Malachi beat him two times before that, so Malachi should beat Cody anyway. And that should send Cody way off the off the rails. This this promo this, this this segment was fine and everything, but you do not sacrifice what you have built with Malachi just to get Cody a vanity win. You can't do that. He's got to lose next week, or it doesn't. To me, I'm I'm out on it. Guys, a reminder: FightfulMag.com. Check out the newest edition of Fightful Magazine. CM Punk is the cover story. Stories on John Cena, Thunder Rosa, the Thunderdome, Fire Pro Wrestling, Brian Lee. Check it out at FightfulMag.com. Uh, we had eight one three car guy saying, "I thought the bracket was going to be a wild one when they ended the show with it. I missed the day of wrestling shows ending in absolute chaos. I think we're going to see a couple in mm. in the coming days." I think, or, or in the coming weeks. Zach Schimmel says, can we get Paige and Cole before full gear? I think Cole losing to Paige can help build this, or is that something we save for later? Oh, that's something we save for yes, later. Try to save that. They've, they've got too much history for it to be like a, a thing building to a Kenny match. It's got to be its own deal, where like Cole and Hagman have too much history. they got to build that. Um, I, I agree. I think Miro is the one to eventually take it off of, of, of Hangman. Um, but there's nothing to say you can't run a cool heel Moxley versus Hangman and Hangman versus Cole as old friends reunited because Cole wasn't here for, for the rest of the elite betraying Hangman. He wasn't part of that. So, like, there's a story they can tell between those two guys that is separate from the rest of the whole elite drama. I love it. Yeah, Hangman and Adam Cole teamed together several times. They've had... They had several matches together. They they've got plenty of history. I mean, they were Bullet Club members together. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what they pull out for that as well. Clipbeard says I have no problem with them doing a third match and even Cody winning it if it was done from like eight months from now. Let the story sleep for a bit. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Malachi Black should be like, you don't deserve a match with me. I know you twice. Uh, R. Dickinson says this episode was so uniquely AEW early 2020 vibes. Yes, it was. It was. I mean, they did the back-to-back nights here. I mean, they'll have three shows in the same town effectively with with Rampage, and I'm sure they filmed some dark stuff 
as well. Get your super chats in, guys, by the way. Uh, we've got a few more segments left, but also leave a thumbs up if you are uh, watching on uh, youtube.com slash Fightful. Kiara Hogan versus Penelope Ford. Uh, Penelope Ford got the win. <laughs> There's a very comical moment where CM Punk goes a little on the nose, but is Kiara related? <laughs> and then Excalibur goes, oh, to the golfer Ben Hogan? No. I I love that he said, apologies if this has been asked before. Yes. <laughs> but is Kiara Hogan related to... Uh... No, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, Yeah. Penelope picks up the win. They're trying to keep Penelope relevant while also being like, well, you know the path because Tay Conchi's done it and Anna Jay's done it. You face one, you face the other, then you face both. And that's what mm -hmm. Ruby's going through right now. Mm -hmm. And as I said last night, Tony Khan was on a media call saying, well, I brought in 2.0 because that can't always be the wingmen. Well, now it's never the wingmen. The wingmen are never in that spot. and It's always 2.0. And now it already seems like it's always going to be Penelope and the Bunny. Yeah, they've they've got a whole host of women on that roster that are languishing. I think over on Dark and Elevation. I love Swole. I love Diamante. I I I feel like those two need to be on Dynamite, like at least occasionally. I mean, they're 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 great. Like I we we can put put them on Rampage, do something with them. They're they're both amazing. They they should be doing that. Like. Swole's got a victory over Britt Baker under her belt. Build a story to that. Like build a story yeah. about how I beat you before. Barely I'll beat you again, sense. and I'll get. I'm gonna take that title from you when I do. They have. There's no reason to you have to that you have to keep recycling the same five or six women. Like leave that to the other guys. Completely agree. Completely agree. John Catanzaro says Bray shows up and teaches Cody to be evil in a Firefly Funhouse match. I don't know how well that works. I don't like I don't like the lore. I don't I want to keep the lore away from AEW. I think that Bray Wyatt is very talented, but the I, lore can be somewhere else. Right. Listen, I think A, they were joking. And B, um, I would love to see just just for the shits and giggles of Bray Wyatt taking Cody Rhodes through his whole career it and, would be funny. And, and staying a little too long in the Stardust realm. Like, yes. so that's just, just, you were, we're going to do more Stardust stuff. Cause I know you love it. Oh, I think it'd be very entertaining. It's just also a slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get started. Yeah, that is true. Kari Fly says mob boss Arn telling Cody, he has no balls weekly. <laughs> well, Lucha Express had an interview backstage. Uh, uh, and they they made fun of the power bomb, which I loved. I loved, uh, or it was uh, the the Jurassic Express. Thank yeah. you to our uh, to our moderator for putting Lucha Express in there. But Jurassic Express had a they made fun of the power bomb, which I liked, and then they got attacked backstage. And they did the power bomb yeah. right this time. Like that's 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 like here's here's there's two ways of handling that botch on dynamite last week, uh, or whenever it was. Um, one is you do tonight where you actually go and come back and prove that you can do the the move right. You do it on the guy, the big guy, put him through a table backstage. The other way is you do the beginning of BTE, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So I, either way works. They did both. Perfect. Well, then we went to super click. Dark Order, 
at one point, at one point, Uno used Sako. Oh, it was he. he, he they lost one of the one of the I forget which one of Jackson's lost lost his shoe, and then yes. he lost his sock. And and Uno's like, ah, why not? And he just puts it on. It's just so great. Where he he had he considered not doing it, and they said, you know what? Screw it, Yolo. Let's get this thing done. And it was beautiful. Great match. I loved the uh, the spot where the young bucks are supposed to kiss Adam Cole in the cheek, but instead it's Reynolds and Silver. Cole is such a fantastic comedic actor. Like that moment where he's being kissed and he's doing the thing where he, he smiles big or whatever. But then there's a moment where he's like, something's wrong here. And I and I it felt like he was doing like, well, that's not Matt and Matt and Nick's aftershave. Who is this? Ah! Like it was just this wonderful. Like there had to be a moment where he's like, "Hey, it it feels like I'm being kissed by two different men." He almost That's turned. Weird. He almost turned into to a kiss on the lips from John Silver too. <laughs> he almost uh, got Bugs Bunny Elmer fudded right there. Oh boy! Cliff Beard says Bucks and Omega doing the shield bomb was great. Also, I gotta say John Silver with some big boy kicks, turning his hips, pivoting, thud. Those are real good kicks. Real, real good kicks. Uh, there were times I thought the Dark Order was going to manage to pull it off, uh, but this this was this was such a good fast paced match. Kari Fly says his name is Tarzan. Sean, look at him. He's Tarzan, not Jungle Boy. I, yeah, Tarzan Boy is the song, but we'll, we'll still rock with Jungle Boy. Apex Caliber says the Fiend leads the Dark Order to screw Page. Oh God, that sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. Please no. Please no. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says Super Click Dark Order was just so damn fun. Super Click staying strong, right move in my call in my yeah, opinion. And, and, and Adam Cole getting getting pinfall victories in triple in in six mans and tag matches, whatever. Just keep him. Looking strong, being great. He's super over, and and you can save his first loss in AEW for somebody really special. Honestly, the three people, like there maybe like there may be four people I think should beat Cole for his first time. Danielson, Page, Punk, or Omega. Those are the only four I see that should beat Cole. We've got Pedro saying that promo by Miro was amazing, asking God why he's ignoring him. Great stuff. Also, so good. what does Tony D'Angelo think of Miro's promo? <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, I was raised Catholic myself, so <laughs> far be it from me to try and anger a vengeful God. You know what I'm saying? I got enough guilt as it is over here. But you, big man, you do whatever you feel like, because I can't knock you, man. You got a really hot wife. <laughs> Hey, we, we talked about how Malachi plays into the the old like storylines and retcons him. Miro did too. Yeah. The I you see what happened to me when my wife came to work with me type of thing. Yeah. And then playing it up. Oh, love it. Love that stuff. He's so good at that too. Get in your super chats, guys. We are heading down the home stretch. Sawyer says, in BTE canon, Cole still likes Hangman, and they've yet to cross paths in AEW. So much potential for so many places to go. That They're very smart about this. They're very cognizant about this. They keep them away from each other. Cole hasn't crossed paths with Bobby Fish yet either. Like, there are a whole lot of people that like, you don't know if Cole's going to get along with them or not. 
I mean, you know that he's not getting along with Dark Order because they keep making him terrible pitches on BTE. But, um, yeah. oh, God. How does Pete Dunn feel about Danielson? By the way, Pete Dunn, who we, we broke the news on Fightful Select, both that his contract was coming up and that he signed a new contract. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I don't care. I'm a Pete Dunn. I don't care. But someday I would like to fight Brian Danielson and break his fingers. But I don't care. I'm, I'm Pete Dunn. I don't care. Well, the main event, Brian Danielson, Bobby Fish. Let me tell you, as a catch wrestling nerd uh, and an MMA nerd, seeing Brian Danielson work over the knee and then go to a heel hook, which destroys your knee, by the way, is so good. Now, I I love this for many reasons. I dropped an interview with EC3 a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you guys remember, but when EC3 is Derek Bateman and Brian Danielson were the best thing on like NXT TV like a decade ago, Brian Danielson was teaching him a submission. He was teaching him how to do a heel hook that he uses now. And when EC3 tried to do it to him, it was getting ridiculous and going submission, submission. He kicked him in the head. Well, this summer EC3 was in one of those holds and kicked his opponent in the head, just as Brian Danielson did to him. Now we're seeing Brian Danielson use it like, Often, we're seeing him use cattle mutilation. Often, this match was so good. Uh, oh, Brent Lockman. We'll never tire of hearing Red Dragon's theme. So cool they managed to get that for Fish. I, If you would have asked me a week ago, what's what's Red Dragon's theme? I would have been like, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember. But then when that music hits, I'm like, oh yeah, I do remember it. I think that's a great touch to add to make me give a shit about Bobby Fish. Yeah, and it, it it just it just it just makes me long for whatever day it is that O'Reilly's contract is up, so he can I'm stop. To find out. So he can I'm stop teaming with Von Wagner and start teaming with Bobby Fish again, because that would be amazing. Wagner, oh boy! Well, this match was awesome. We knew it was going to be awesome. It this is the style that that we've wanted to watch. Brian Danielson worked for a very, very long time. Option Zero says September is too too late, or September is late to start building a resume. But with AEW schedule and roster, can Danielson get into the Wrestler of the Year mix? Mm, possibly, possibly. I mean, I would have to take a look at like how everything has panned out so far. I yeah, I'd have to take a. It's hard to put me on the spot for that one, but I think it's. I think it's possible, but he missed like half a year. So, I mean, that's that's pretty tough. Oscar says, just some coin hoping the tall dong lord closes the show with Alex saying, keep cool, gabagool. You should spell that G-H-O-U-L because it's Halloween. Halloween, yeah. Halloween. Kari Fly says, Mirror's returning with Lana, calling it now. I, I could think of worse things. It seems like she manages to get over all the time. And apparently she owns the name. Yeah. She says she owns the name, which... We have seen quite a bit of Alex it, it, to some degree because, for example, I mean, you you remember like 10, 15 years ago, if you left WWE, you weren't using any of the name. No. But now Steve Cutler, whose real name is Tommy Macklin, is going by Steve Macklin because Steve's a common name. 
Ruby Riot is Ruby Soho. Ruby is a common name. Like we're seeing that all the time now. So good. Good for her. She Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Brian says, which of the tag teams could you see doing a rockers breakup and being the face to go on a big run? Well, it has to be a baby face team, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and I mean, well, the rockers breakup uh, featured the heel going on the big run afterwards. Yes. Um, well, I mean, yeah, but it's got to be a face team. Yeah. Face team. Yeah. Um, gosh. The acclaimed. If they, because I mean, they're like borderline. Yeah. I think they could. I think they could do it like Max Caster or Bowens doing. I think Bowens is, in, is capable of incredible things. When, yeah. when I say these teams, I definitely don't mean that somebody's going to be a Janetti, which mm-hmm. I, you know, I think could be a lot worse. I think Janetti was one of the best wrestlers in the world at one point. I, I mean, I really think they could do something excellent with Darius Martin comes back. Yeah. And run, run a really cool thing about them getting back together. But Darius never quite trusting that Dante has his back enough. And Don, Darius always thinking that Dante wants to go out and be a single star. And Dante being like, no, man, I'm here for you. We're brothers. We're going to make this work. And Darius's paranoia gets the better of him. Like I think there's a really cool story to tell there. Luchasaurus could be one. A Varsity Blondes could be one. Oh, um, I could see that. Hard for me to believe that, you know, they'll be together forever because they both look like, I mean, and if a team reminds you of the Rockers, it's probably the Varsity Blondes. Yeah. So I, I like that as well. There, there isn't a lot to add to to the Danielson fish match. It was a great technically sound match with great selling. Um, yeah, you, you knew you, who was going to win. Right. Um, it was it was great. Both of them getting their getting their legs worked over the whole time, and that moment where they were both in the base the the knee bar or whatever dueling knee bars, and then Daniel said, "You know what? Screw this! I'm just gonna win the match now," and just rolls over into that horrible looking heel hook. Like it just looked like it was it was killing Fish. Good, you know, big ups to him for for selling the way he did. But like like the way that Punk put it over in the moment, like that thing is gonna mm-hmm. tear your knee entirely apart. It will. And, it, and, it absolutely and, will. They're banned so from good. a lot of like lower uh, experience classes in grappling tournaments because, quite frankly, most of these people got to go to work on, on Monday. There are gyms all around the world where you do not, quite frankly, you don't do any leg locks, but you especially yeah. don't do heel hooks because they're, they're so dangerous to do for people who don't know uh, how much pressure can really shred your knee up. It, it can be a very, very dangerous move. Zero Fear says, you see Fish kick a fan away from the rail? I didn't. Yeah, it was during the, the picture-in-picture. Picture. There was a fan who was a little, getting a little too close to the action by the rail, and Fish threw Danielson to the ground and then walked over and like kicked the fan away from it, kind of. It was good, good stuff. Daniel R. says, will AEW do big entrance props like Miro in the tank? Well, I mean, they had the horse. And that's that's pretty big. That's 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 big enough. Uh, I, I don't know. They they they've been teasing wanting to do like bigger, like a, like a baseball uh, field or something where there's like enough room that you could bring something yeah. out. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. And uh, Cliff Beard wraps us up by saying, "What does Walter think of American Top Team?" <laughs> there we go. <laughs> clear. Make sure you clear your throat there. <clears> throat> 
Yeah, American top team. I don't like them very much because I, Walter, am representing the great state of Austria, the great country of the great nation of Austria. The mat is sacred, and these people are not very sacred to me. I don't like them at all. But it is Dan Lambert who flaps his mouth all the time. I do not like him at all. Not at all. That's our AEW review. Obviously, uh, there's no AEW review next Wednesday, but you know what? Monday, Raw. Tuesday, NXT Marathon Show. Wednesday, Jimmy's supposed to come back list for listing your boy. Thursday, The Distraction, which you can now check out at youtube.com slash Fightful Distraction uh, for all their additional stuff. We've given these nut jobs their own channel. And then Friday... Rampage and SmackDown. I'll be joined by TK Trinidad as Kate is on vacation. But next week, I'm dropping like four interviews next week. You guys are going to love it. Marina Shafir, Tom Lawler among them, Juice Robinson as well. Next Saturday, the plan is to do an AEW review immediately following that show. Bound for Glory is also that night. But it starts at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. So after that, we will have a Bound for Glory review. In addition to that, that afternoon at noon, you got the Grapsity podcast. So there is plenty of stuff. We have shows every single day on the main Fightful feed and over on Fightful Select. Monday, we've got the Backstage Report podcast. That is like 20 minutes of me just giving you exclusive news. Tuesday, Alex does a Sour Graps review of Raw. Wednesday is the list goes on. It's the Listen Your Boy post show. Thursday, I do a Q&A show. Usually about a half an hour. You all can ask me whatever you want. Friday... We have uh, the Figure Hall show. Saturday, we have Alex's Sour Graps review of SmackDown. And then Sunday is the Weekender. If you ever hit us up and say, why don't you cover 205 Live, Impact, ROH, NWA, etc.? Steven Jensen does on the Weekender. Um, Silva says, the post show runs a bit long. That it does, but you know what? People send us money for it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know... I'm just saying I'm not I'm I can I can manage to edit it a little late at night um if you guys keep sending money which we greatly appreciate yeah. we we are the PBS of wrestling if you would believe such a thing <laughs> we are funded by you but Alex I think I told the people where to find you but you can tell them again yeah well, you you find me uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps uh yeah I, I do the the uh, I, I think I think I've settled into Late night Monday after the Raw post show with Sean and Denise is when I will be doing the post Raw show. It'll be up when you wake up in the morning on Tuesday. Uh, 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 then uh, I'm going to be doing hopefully Saturdays during the day. I'll be doing uh, the post uh, SmackDown sour grabs. Then of course there's Tuesday nights with Kate Hensler, or as I call her, Hot Heat Hensler, the new Triple H. Uh, and she and I will talk for literally three hours about a two-hour NXT show we both didn't like very much. We'll talk mostly about other things, and also I'm a jukebox for your impressions, as you've seen tonight. And people like to pay us money for me to do those things, so we let them for as long as they continue to do so. Thank you guys so much. Please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please check out our interviews and share those. Then we'll get as much traction as our podcasts. But uh, the more you all share them, the more you all leave a thumbs up on them, the more we'll get them. Thank you all so much. Until next time, guys, we're out. Keep cool, gabagool. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.